Okay, so this is the first episode of this podcast. And in this episode, we go a little bit into the difference between motivation and discipline and how to build discipline. And we cite many different sources, both using David Goggins as an example, but also some research done that is uh, synthesized by Andrew Huberman. I guess we first started by talking about the goals that we had for this podcast, some of which I've edited down because it's not really like that essential to the main topic. But I guess like in, uh, in summary, we kind of established that the long-term goal for this podcast that we have is to build a brand around ourselves, like me and the other creator of this podcast, and not just like the things that we talk about. So in the future, we plan to have more guests and have like more interesting and lively discussions about certain topics. Uh, so I hope you keep out for that. And without further ado, here is the podcast. What were we talking about, man? What were we talking about? How do all our interesting ideas just go away now? Let's talk about motivation and discipline a little bit. Okay. I guess I'll open up with sharing that I was reading David Goggins' book. Ooh, I was uh, reading David Goggins' book this morning, mm-hmm. and like basically what he was saying in that book is like he had like a shit childhood, mm-hmm. but he he like learned to not play the victim, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, like if we're saying motivation and discipline, like even he's saying that motivation and discipline are two different things mm-hmm. because. For the first, like, you know what a hell week is for a Navy SEAL? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for the first hell week, like, for the first hour at least of the, of the first hell week that he did, mm-hmm. like, there was so much adrenaline, like, everybody, they're like, they're like, uh, uh, like, like, drums, and people were, like, yelling and screaming, like, let's go, hell week, mm-hmm. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then after, like, it was just, like, it was dead, like, it was so dead. And once the adrenaline ran out from that first hour, mm-hmm. Like, a, apparently a lot of people started asking themselves, like, why am I doing this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that group of, out of a group of, like, I think, like, 500 men, mm-hmm. only 40 of them, like, pulled through and finished the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. In terms of motivation. So, if, if we're saying motivation and discipline, I would like to say that motivation is not the same thing as discipline. Because uh, yeah. the 400 men that started the Hell Week, they had motivation for the first, like, little bit. Mm-hmm. But then the 40, or the 40 people that actually made it through... They're like the ones that are disciplined. Yeah. And I think like if you want to accomplish anything actually successful in life, like a 3 a.m. motivation is not uh, a great thing to live by. Not enough, yeah, obviously. I feel the same. I think discipline itself, though, is a skill and it's built by the only way you can be disciplined is by being disciplined previously. So, how do you build discipline there? I think. like if you're saying, like how do you build discipline? I think I think the difference between discipline and motivation is that during discipline you do the activities, like even when you don't want to. Like yeah. if you're saying go to the gym, as an example, because that's where a lot of like people are as they start to build discipline. Mm-hmm. And like some days people are gonna wake up and they're like fuck, I don't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then so, what what makes them do that? I think you just have to take incremental steps because discipline is about building habits. Yeah, but what makes you take that incremental step, even in the first place? That's my question on this. Because some people might have like absolutely zero discipline at all. Like, how how do they take that? Know, if you have like a little bit of self-respect, you hold yourself accountable. Maybe, maybe. Or I think you need that little bit of motivation at first to get. Yeah, but then what about when the motivation runs out? Like, what if it's 
Like you're after the first few hours of the whole week, you're just sitting in cold ass water. Mm -hmm. Normally where you could be at home, like partying, or like with your wife or something. But I guess you have to find something, you know, like to keep you going. Because I don't see how someone with no discipline could, like, could just tell themselves, oh, I need to be disciplined and do this. Or how, how does someone with no discipline... I don't know, maybe, maybe if you have a long-term goal. Like, a lot of people, they're like, yeah, I want to be yeah. business owners, they're going to do like the boring shit, like building a website. And they're telling themselves in their head, only by doing this, I'll get to their long-term goal. Yeah. And so, so you like still have using David Goggins as an example, uh -huh. he wanted to be in the Navy SEALs, and he wanted to be like the toughest motherfucker alive. Yeah. And he wanted to like, I guess like, uh, like mentally beat up his, like the instructors, the instructors that were like fucking yelling at him. Yeah. So he's imagining his future self, or better future self. So that is also... That motivation you need. Uh, yeah, I think I think initially it is motivation, but once you keep doing it for like a sustained amount of time, even when you don't want to do that like specific thing, keeping that long-term goal in your head. Yeah, if you're doing it in pursuit of something, then uh -huh. you you can eventually start to call it discipline. Because yeah. people wake up, they they say I don't want to go to the gym, but they go to the gym anyway because they have like the goal, yeah. like an aesthetic physique or like super strength. Yeah. So I guess that goes back to my point. Discipline is like a skill. You don't, you don't get it from like something by doing something. It's just by how many times you've been disciplined before. That's what your discipline. If you're talking about your discipline at present, it's by how disciplined you've been in the past, and that's it. Or would you say discipline is from something else? Comes from something else. If you're saying how disciplined you were in the past, like like what do you mean? Like as a child? Like you not as a child, of chocolate or something. Not as a child. Not as a child. Let's just use this as an example. All right. So, if I were a poor student in school today, right, my work ethic was bad, right. What differentiates me in terms of work ethic from a good student? Or I guess a better example. If I wanted to, if I look at someone who is disciplined, right, they don't procrastinate. They get all their work done. What, what is the difference between me and them? It's just, uh, or I can say this for example, I know someone all right, who's super disciplined in terms of school. All right? what, ha what happened with them is that from their like, early age, their parents created that discipline for them. Their parents forced them, they gave them no other option. But if you don't have a parent like that, then you have to do that to yourself which is much harder. So I guess that comes back to our point. How do you do that to keep a long-term goal in mind, something like that? Yeah, well, okay. This, from my side, at least, the first episode of this is at least gonna turn into the David Goggins like dick sucking contest. Well, but he had like, oh, he, had, yes. he had shit parents, bro. Yeah, yeah. Or his mom was, his mom was apparently pretty good, but she couldn't do much because she was broke mm -hmm. and their dad controlled all their finances and his dad was like this abusive asshole. Mm -hmm that like made his kids like do child labor mm -hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. And even when David Goggins was young, he was, uh, this is just based off the book that I read, but he uh, like, cheated a ton in school. Yeah. And like he, I don't know, like he, I guess he said the thing that he was good at was basketball and that's because he had that long-term goal. Uh -huh. So I think if you have a long-term goal, that- So it's just mindset, willpower. Yeah. Then willpower is something that can be like practiced. Like if you're going out on a run, like you can't expect to run 20 miles. Mm -hmm. But if you go out for like a one mile run first, mm -hmm. and then just force yourself to run to two, 
like even this morning, uh, I ran, there's like a guardrail, and I was like, like I'll stop at the end of this guardrail, and then once I hit the end of the guardrail, I was like, there's only like 200 meters left for that stop sign, I'll keep going to that stop sign. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to that stop sign, I turned back around, and there's like 200 meters to the guardrail. And then I went back to the guardrail, and then I started walking. Mm -hmm. Then I could, like I, I did 400 extra meters. Yeah. Yeah, getting started is definitely a good thing, because once you get started, it gets easier. So, I can see that, but... And, but there is a thing of how, like during New Year's at least, when people first like make their New Year's resolution, again, using the gym as an example, yeah. like when you go to the gym at New Year's, you see a lot of people there, because yeah. a lot of people made their resolution. And then you stay, you keep going to the gym consistently for three weeks, yeah. and the, the, the amount of people that you see in the gym, it's like drastically dropped off. Mm -hmm. And this happens every year. For the past like two or so years, I've yeah. seen it happen. Yeah, so I guess what differentiates those people that do stay is willpower then. Or not willpower, but like, I guess, yeah, I, I'm not even sure. What is differentiating those people? Discipline? Maybe not enough faith in their goals. Yeah, maybe. Or. Because for David Goggins, again, uh -huh. his, like, his thing, he says like, I want to be nothing if I'm not a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And he's like, to be a Navy SEAL, I had, I have to lose this weight, 106 pounds in three months. Yeah. Like, I have to lose this weight. Yeah. But there's no other option for me. Like, if I don't, then I'm done. Like, I'm, like my life is worthless. Right. So it's like the way you like, fix your mindset, or the way you, where your mindset is, or how you, it's really about how you are thinking then, you'd say. Yeah, obviously it's all a mental thing. It's all a mental thing, yeah. But I don't know, I don't get what you're trying to say, like, what do you mean? I don't know, I'm, I'm just really wondering, like, how, how do you build discipline? Like, if you said there's long-term goals, or you have a long-term goal, and you keep that in your head, but is that enough? Like, I could say, you know, my long-term goal is to, I don't know, whatever, like, be, be super rich and, like, you know, drive the best car and live yeah, in a no, nice place. It's not, like, it's not the most realistic girl, or goal, mm -hmm. because you can't... Like first being super rich, it's not like a, there's a there's not a quantifiable way. I guess you can say like over a certain amount of money, mm -hmm. but then after that, there's not like necessarily like a ladder that you can see like because for to like lose 106 pounds in three months, like you, it's, there's already a bunch of research mm -hmm. that you, like you know that if you follow this uh, like at least an extreme level, yeah, yeah. yeah, actionable goals. So setting actionable goals in your head allows you to be more disciplined. Like if you want to be super rich, then you think like what what's the threshold of money that I want to hit? Yeah. And then but there's no like what skills do I have? And uh -huh. then how can I like like weave those skills into like a path to get there? Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of ways to make like a million dollars, let's say. Yeah, so then being disciplined is about knowing the actions you can take to in order to achieve goals. Yeah, that's what you know any actions and then not doing like the actions that take away from those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty interesting. Mindset. A lot mm -hmm. about mindset. How you fix your thoughts. Yeah, but even then, like if you want me to bring up something else. Sure. There's people that have like they go to the gym and they have like a like a thing and they have a like they have a goal, like so, like an actionable goal. Sure. And they have, but they still struggle with like eating, for example. Mm -hmm. So I think there's there's still a lot to do with like cutting. I think it's just as much cutting out bad habits as it is mm -hmm. like forming new ones. 
Yeah, but carrying on bad habits, the same logic should apply then, right? As in doing, as doing good habits, performing good habits. Like so? By carrying on bad habits, you're also working at achieving a long-term goal, right? Or an actionable, let's say, this is an actionable step towards achieving a goal. Let's say if you want to lose weight, you know you have to, like, stop eating junk food, for example. Then, like, cutting out from your life completely, let's say. Yeah. That's an actionable goal. Then, doesn't that work the same way as building a positive habit into your life? Or would you say it's different? Well, let me, let me step away from that example for a little bit. But let's say Here we go. someone wants to <laughs> <laughs> now let's say someone wants to be super rich, uh -huh. but then they're gonna spend all their time watching like productivity videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like it's not something that they are like aware of, I guess that like they know that they shouldn't be doing this, but they think they're doing this is helping them. Like it's called uh, like there's no official term for it, but a bunch of people call it like mental masturbation. Like you think you're doing something good because the same thing about like telling your friends like. Uh, like I'm gonna be so rich one day and stuff like that, but you're just not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you, like just telling them is giving you like you the dopamine boost. Yeah. So. So you said you're saying it's harder to cut bad habits than build good habits. I think so, but I think the key to building discipline is to cut out the bad habits. Or it's it's I guess it's not about whether one is harder, mm -hmm. but to build those good habits, I think. Need to get rid of it. Like the key is to drop the bad habits, yeah. yeah. Like it sounds obvious, but most people don't do it. The reason it may be harder to build good habits is because you have bad habits that are interfering with them. I guess, yeah. Because, or let's say like the example is, I, I listened to the Andrew Huberman podcast mm -hmm. and there was one episode where he said like, like a lot of people like go to the gym that put on music, like they won't, they'll end up being like the, the guys that drop out three weeks after New Year's. Why? Because the brain associates more pleasure with listening to music than it does with going to the gym. Uh -huh. So it's not like, it takes away the dopamine you get from going to the gym, and it increases the dopamine you get from listening to music. Yeah. And then your brain naturally, like subconsciously associates the pleasure with listening to music. So like a person, they, they feel less inclined to go to the gym. <laughs> Because motivation is all dopamine, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, how, it's about how good you feel, like after, or how good you feel, like anticipating it. Yeah. 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 It is the. Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, some people can do, like, things like listen to music while going to the gym that they don't necessarily realize, like, isn't doing the best for their motivation. I mean, do you get what I'm trying to say at least? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I don't think dopamine is solely what influences motivation. Because, like, even when we were talking about earlier, long term goals, like, are you getting dopamine from that? Like, I'm pretty sure you are, yeah. Like, it, this, this is fairly commonplace by now, but like, when I heard it, I was pretty surprised. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mostly. I can't really draw a diagram, but if you have, uh, like if you're overstimulating your brain, mm -hmm. then your dopamine levels, they go from like your baseline, just how good you feel while doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And then they go, they, they increase all the way, like they rapidly increase at first when you're like looking at on, on like Instagram or something. Mm -hmm. And then after you stop looking at Instagram, it, they crash, but they crash below what 
the baseline level was originally. And it sets a new baseline that's like slightly lower. Right. But there's stuff that you can do, like going to the gym without music, or like going on runs. Mm -hmm. Where initially the dopamine level is low because you feel like shit while doing them. But everyone always feels good after their workout, right? Mm -hmm. Or at least not listening to music. I don't really like know exact, the exact science behind it. But their, their dopamine level increases. The baseline goes down. Yeah, so the baseline goes down while, or not the baseline, but the dopamine that they, they level goes down they, while performing performing And then but after it goes up and the new baseline is higher. That's why a lot of people do meditation and that is something that increases the dopamine baseline. Because you're just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And a lot of people, in, at least today's overstimulated world, uh -huh. they'd much rather be on their phones or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you go hang, I guess, Pretty pretentious, I don't want to bring that up. What? Alright. So, so then these habits help you get motivation because you're saying that if you get or dopamine is what allows for motivation. Or dopamine is what causes you to be motivated. And setting your dopamine based level or baseline higher means that or setting your dopamine base level lower, right? Your baseline should be high. Your baseline is what you feel like normally without doing anything. Right. And for most people today, it's pretty low. Right. So why would setting that baseline higher cause you to be more motivated? Well, it's, that's, I, I, I wouldn't say it's more motivated, but it's more disciplined at least. Or you feel like you, your brain again subconsciously associates uh, going to the gym as an activity that makes you feel better, but it's unlike a way uh, like social media, for example. Mm -hmm. Like your brain associates that activity with increasing dopamine too, but only while you're on it. So if you're watching a movie, for example, or you're hanging out with friends, even mm -hmm. that's that's even an example. You feel so good during it, and then after you just feel like worse, like when your friends aren't there. Mm -hmm. So, oh, but for gym, like after you feel better. After you feel better. So that, so setting, so doing those kind of activities makes you want to. Yeah, but it's, it, it doesn't even have to be physical activities either. Like, yeah, this is how a lot of people solve their procrastination. Yeah. Like scientifically, if you're doing, like you have to write a paper for school. Yeah. And you just don't want to do it. Yeah. Like if you write the paper for school, you'll, you'll feel shit for like the first 20 minutes while you're writing the paper because you can't concentrate and you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. After you write the paper, like, you feel so good, like your day is made because you're done, and the, the like the stress that the paper is causing you is like lifted off your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So doing. So I guess what I'm trying to say is yeah. that the discipline is built with activities that uh, increase your dopamine baseline. Right. But the real key to actually finding success is by removing the habits that lower your dopamine baseline, which obviously sounds uh, self-explanatory, like self mm -hmm. but something like listening to music while going to the gym is like the perfect example mm -hmm. of you're doing an activity that's raising your dopamine baseline. So you're being more disciplined in the gym, but like listening to that, like listening to the music, your brain like flip-flops on like what it actually is feeling like pleasure from. Mm -hmm. And then, like music is kind of like it's music is an extreme example. It's not it's not really an extreme example mm -hmm. because like the extreme example is obviously like cocaine. Yeah. But 
Like it's kind of like a drug because your brain wants to keep listening to music because it feels worse when it's not listening to music. Yeah. Like if we're, if we're drawing a parallel to drugs, for example, like drug addicts are usually, they feel their dopamine increases like a million times. Mm -hmm. Obviously not, but dopamine increases a lot while they're using the drug. Mm -hmm. And then like when they're not using the drug, that's where, that's why addiction is built. Because mm -hmm. they like feeling that rush of dopamine. Yeah. Because it's so overstimulated. But even as you notice, a lot of people report feeling like less and less. I guess that's not really relevant to our discussion. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people feeling, like, uh, report feeling less and less. Like they never hit the same high that they did the first time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're saying by building these habits, such as, or by setting your dopamine base level higher, then you'll be more willing to do similar things like that. Like, for example, or to Yeah, true. Because Somebody who goes to the gym, yeah, like normally, yeah, like their dopamine base level is higher. Yeah, their dopamine base level is higher, but they also they're more willing to do other tasks, I guess. Similar to going to the gym, as in that. Yeah, but the dopamine. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It translates across to yeah. like other aspects of their life. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So it makes it easier to take those first steps. Hard. Yeah, because even when you think about it, if you do, like, if you're, if you're fearing, like, writing an essay and you go around, like, four miles and take a shower, uh -huh. like, you're more willing to write that essay because you did something that's harder than okay. actually writing the essay itself. But here's what, for my personal experience, sometimes I'll run in the morning and then I'll say, you know, let's say I worked hard today, I'm calling it a day. Like, sometimes I'll have that feeling in the morning. Like, if I run in the morning, I'll say, I'll feel like, I'll, I did enough work for today. Yeah, but that's that's where, like what I was saying earlier with cutting out the bad habits comes in, right? Yeah. Because what else are you gonna do with your day? Like probably go on your phone? Maybe sleep. Or like, I guess, but sleep. I'll, I'll be tired after a run. You take naps after you run? Oh, maybe. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't know, I'll never do that. Or sure, yeah, I guess go on your phone, okay. Maybe I'll do that. But if you are going on your phone, yeah. like what you, like that's what I was saying that the key to discipline is cutting out the bad habits as well. Uh -huh. Because most people think of discipline as building the good habits. Yeah. But once you cut out the bad habits, yeah. then like you are actively like telling your brain to pursue good things. Uh, like for example, like if you don't go on, like if you cut out going on your phone, are you limited mm -hmm. for, for like your day? Yeah. Then you will be like more prone to do other more productive things as well, even after you run. That's true. Because what else can you really do if you're cutting out the bad habits? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that a good place to end this? Yeah. How long have we been recording? 25, 26 minutes? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. Great. <laughs>